Welcome on in to the 25th episode of the Wasatch Basketball Podcast. I'm your host, CJ Dieters, and today we'll be covering the fourth team in our preseason preview for the NBA. Um, today we'll be covering the Chicago Bulls. Now, the Bulls last year had a very, very disappointing year. They went 22-60. and 60. I thought they would at least be competing for the eighth seed in the East this last year. They've got some good, young, talented players. But it does not seem that they have been able to gel yet. Um, and they had a big coaching change this last year. Fred Hoiberg um, was the coach for uh, about half the year last year. And then, you know, they the Bulls decided to move on. I can't argue with that decision. Fred Hoiberg really wasn't getting much out of that team. But I don't like the guy that they hired to replace him. They hired Jim Boylan, who, as an assistant, really good assistant coach, but as a head coach, and we saw this in his time at Utah, the guy's an extremely old-school, drill-instructor-type coach. And for a few players, that works. But for the majority of players, especially you know today's NBA players, you're not going to reach them by... You know, screaming at them and holding practices that are three, four hours long and just running them into the ground. Now, I, I do believe that a lot of NBA players need to be tougher than they are. Um, it really makes me angry when, like, uh, oh, let's say Trey Lyles was complaining about his time with the Jazz because they had three-hour practices. Like, dude, man up. You're making a ton of money. You can get through it. But the way Jim Boylan runs his practices, the way he um, talks to his players, it's, you know, it gets to the point where he's doing too much based off of what they do on a nightly basis. Um, playing in an NBA game, it's it's a lot of running. It's a lot of damage to the body. And so you got to know how to... You know, when to push, when to pull back. And I don't think Jim Boylan understands how to do that. Um, but I do hope that he has a better year this next year. I hope he's learned a little bit better how to connect with his players. Um, because last year, like, it it was almost a mutiny with the Bulls. Like, <laughs> um, I, I really think that a lot of those players were ready to just walk out because they just they couldn't stand playing for the guy. Um, so yeah, I hope that he, this summer he's, you know, figured out that he needs to pull back a little bit and plan the season a little better. You know, know that there's times to really push hard practices and there's time when you need to ease off, focus more on film, focus more on recovery. Um, so yeah, hopefully he's, he's done that. Now, the upper management of the Bulls, I'm also not a fan of. Um, it's still Gar Pax, you know, Gar Foreman, John Paxson are still in charge of the Bulls. And in their time of being in charge, they have not shown the ability to put together a good team. Um, now, I do like some of the moves that they made this offseason. And 
I would really like to see the Bulls become a contender again. Um, I don't think this year they're going to be, you know, anywhere near a top seed, but I think they could sneak their way into the playoffs this year. Um, so to start off, the Bulls at the draft went out and got Kobe White. Um, I really thought Kobe was going to go a couple picks earlier. He ended up falling to them at seven, and I think it's a great pickup. Really fast, athletic, and long point guard. Can play the one or the two. Good score. Decent passer. He'll need to work on his vision and on being able to find his teammates as he goes along in the NBA. Um, good shooter. Really good spot-up shooter. Um, so I really like that pickup. And then later on, they drafted Daniel Gafford out of Arkansas. Now Gafford is a guy that you probably won't see a ton of him this year, but I think if they can, if they develop him, I think in time he could become a really good backup center to Wendell Carter. Um, very much a similar game to Wendell Carter's. He hasn't added that three-point shot yet, but he's, you know, can dominate down in the post. Decent offensive rebounder, pretty good defensive rebounder, decent defender. Um, I think Wendell Carter Jr.'s at a lot a lot better player than he is. But I think you see a lot of the same characteristics out of Gafford. Um, so going into free agency, the Bulls signed Thaddeus Young. Now I like this signing for the Bulls. I don't like this signing for Thaddeus Young. I think Thaddeus could have gotten with a contender. Um, and I think at this point in his career, you know, this is the time when He's going to be at his best. And at, by the end of this contract, I think he's going to be on the decline. And it's going to be hard for him to find a team that he can really help elevate to a championship level. Um, but I do think he'll be good for these young guys. I think he's a guy that can be a good mentor to players. I think he's smart. I think he's a mature player. Um, so, again, I like the signing for the Bulls. Not a big fan of it for Thaddeus Young, but it's not the worst. I mean, he didn't sign with a team where they have absolutely nothing going for them. So, it's an okay signing. Um, but what this allows the Bulls to do is they have more versatility now. Because Young can play, he could, you don't really want him to play the three. He's not a good enough shooter to do that. But he could do it a little bit. But he could play the four, and in small lineups, he could probably play the five if you put... Marking in next to him at the four. Um, really, really good defender. Almost always near the top of the league in steals. So he's a very opportunistic defender. Very smart. Um, so yeah, I like the versatility this gives the Bulls. Especially since Wendell Carter Jr. last year showed that he is a little injury prone. Hopefully that was just you know a rookie season thing. But if he does start going down again with injuries... Thaddeus Young can step in and be in the starting lineup right away. Um, the next signing that the Bulls made, and I'm a huge fan of this signing for both um, parties involved, is Thomas Sadoransky. Um, I think Sadoransky is an amazing backup guard to have. The guy is 6'7". He's become a really, really reliable three-point shooter. He's smart. He's a decent defender. He could play the one, the two, or the three. Um, so he's a guy that's going to get on the floor a lot for the Bulls and be very valuable for them. 
and they didn't have to way overpay him. I mean, they're paying him $10 million a year, but, you know, with his size and his skills that he has, I really saw a team overpaying him and giving him 15 to $16 million a year. So good signing there for the Bulls. Another really good, or another signing that I thought was really good for the Bulls, they brought back Ryan Archidiacono. Now, Diacono is, or Archie Diacono is going to be, um, he'll be your third point guard. So he's not going to get tons of minutes. But if you run the numbers, the advanced numbers on pick and roll and um, effectiveness as a point guard, Archie Diacono is near the top in all those categories. Um, really smart player. You know, and he's a guy that when he's running the offense, you're not going to be losing ground. So your starters can come off the floor. He can come on in. And you're not going to lose the game because, you know, you had to pull in your third string point guard. Another signing that the Bulls made that I really liked was they signed Luke Cornett or Unicornet. <laughs> um now, Luke is, again, he's a guy that you're not going to see a ton of him. He's going to probably be your third string center. He'll play a little bit here and there. But he's a guy that's 7-1. He can hit threes. I mean, you know, so he can be Myers Leonard for you. Now, is Myers going to be an amazing defender? Is he going to be a great rebounder? No. And same with the Cornette. But they're only paying him, you know, about $2 million a year to come out every now and then when they need him. Just stand out there and hit threes. Um, so I think good signing for the Bulls there. And then they brought back uh, Shaquille Harrison. Early on in free agency, they released him. And then they signed him back. Um, I'm not sure if it was on a cheaper deal or if it was just something that helped them to sign somebody else. I'm That's kind of what I figure it was. Was they needed to clear space. Um, to sign somebody else, so they got rid of him and then brought him right back once they had that, you know, those people in in place. Um, but one thing with signing Shaquille Harrison in is they have a lot of depth at the one and the two now. Um, I mean, you've got Levine, you've got Chris Dunn, Kobe White, Ryan Archidiakono, Thomas Saransky, Shaquille Harrison... Um, I think I'm forgetting somebody, but anyway, um, it's going to be hard for them to balance giving minutes to these guys. I really think that Chris Dunn is going to be on the trade market by the trade deadline. And I think there's going to be a lot of teams that are going to be looking to bring him in, you know, as, as a second string point guard, he's a guy that can do a lot of things. Can't shoot yet, but. You know, he can get to the basket and score. He's a great passer. He's a good rebounder at the point guard position. Um, so I think the Bulls could really get some value out of him there. Um, but yeah. Um, so since the Bulls really didn't do that much in the offseason, in the off season, um, I'm going to take a little bit of time to talk about, you know, what they got going for, in the, for them as a team. So I mentioned Wendell Carter Jr., Again, he was injured a lot his his rookie year. But when he was healthy, the guy was, you know, very valuable. Um, the three-point shot hasn't fully come along yet. I expect that to come 
the his percentage to come up a lot this upcoming season. But he's a great defender at the at the five, um, good scorer, decent rebounder, um, very Al Horford like player. Um, then at the four you have Larry Markkinen. Now Larry Markkinen is, you know, seven one. Really good three-point shooter, a guy that can handle the ball out on the perimeter, but he he hasn't developed as well as we thought yet, we would think yet. Now he's become a very valuable player, but I'm I'm really hoping in his third season coming up here that he starts to become you know an all-star level player, which I think he can be. Then at the three, they have Otto Porter Jr. Now there's been rumblings that. They're looking to move on from him, even though they just picked him up this last year, and he was amazing in the games that they played. He played for them in, um, but he is on a big contract, and like Chris Dunn, I think they can get a lot of value if they decide to trade him, and if they don't, I think he's you know right on the cusp of becoming one of the better um, small forwards in this league. One of those guys that you have to game plan around. Um, now, he's never going to be Kevin Durant, LeBron James, Paul George level. But he could be um, Gordon Hayward in his time in Utah level. Gordon Hayward wasn't a you know MVP candidate, candidate his last year in Utah. But he was amazing. You know, he was a player that you really had to plan for. And I think Otto Porter Jr. can become that. Um, speaking of which, I really hope that Gordon has really recovered from his injury and can start to show that form again because it would be really fun to watch him play like that again with the Celtics. Um, then at the two, you have a guy like Zach Levine who can take over, be your leading scorer, but he's also shown the maturity to be a team player. Um he gets a pretty good number of assists. He can get go out and get boards. His defense is getting better. Um, so in all, my prediction for the Bulls this upcoming season, I see them getting into the playoffs. I think they'll be somewhere in the 6, 7, or 8 seed. Um, somewhere around 40 to 44 wins, somewhere around there. Um, I don't think they'll get out of the first round. I think they'll lose in the first round, but I think... It'd be a big step forward for this team to get into the playoffs, get these young guys some playoff experience, and you know, hopefully start building off of that and start putting to this team together. Um, you know, start finding the guys that are going to be key pieces going forward, and anybody that isn't, move on from them and try and find those guys. Um, I don't know if. The core of Markinen and Levine and Porter could ever win a championship. And so you'll we'll be looking this season to see who really fits and who's going to be part of the team moving forward. Because if you had Levine, Porter, and you know, you move some stuff around and you brought in a guy like, I don't know, Blake Griffin, now you're talking. I think Markinen can be a really great player in time, but I think the Bulls are, you know, that one superstar away from really being a contender. Um, so with that, we'll go ahead and end this episode. As always, thank you for listening.
honestly. I mean, I really love the support. I I really like making these, and it, it just makes me so happy to watch. I pull out the app, and I see how many views it, these things are getting, and to watch those numbers go up, it's just it's awesome. So, again, thank you for listening. Um, as always, you can reach me on Instagram at Wasatch Basketball Pod. You can email me at Wasatch Basketball Pod at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. Um, and again, if you have a team that you'd like to discuss that I haven't talked about yet, I'd love to have you on the podcast and we can talk about this team. Um, so, with that, we'll go ahead and end this episode. Bye! So for today, I'd actually like to promote a movie. Um, I know if in the past have it's been bands and podcasts, but I just watched John Wick three for the the second time in theaters. Now, if you haven't watched the first two, go back and watch those first two first before you watch this third one. But this series is just so cool. The way they film it is it's different. It's kind of Kind of old kung fu movies, but, you know, still with modern filming techniques. Um, It's funny. It's got tons of action in it. Like, this third one, the first time I watched it, I I really had to go to the bathroom. And I I could not find a, a right time to go because there would be a break in action for, like, maybe 30 seconds. And then something crazy is happening again. Um, so yeah, um, I guess I'd promote the whole, the whole series. Um, if you haven't watched it, go back and watch this series, you know, John Wick one, two, and three there. It's an awesome series. I'm, I love these movies. I, I think, again, I think they're really well made. They're really, the way they film it is super cool. So again, if you're looking for a cool movie to watch, you haven't watched these, this series yet check out the John Wick series.